Well, it is awesome to be here this morning. How's everybody doing? Are you awake this morning? Are you alive? Do you feel good? Okay, look at your neighbor and say, do you feel good today? Now say, I'm going to feel better in about 35 minutes. That's a good thing, because here's the thing. When we get an opportunity to not just simply listen to somebody that's up here speaking, but when we get an opportunity to open up God's Word and look at what His Word has to say for our life today, that should be life-changing. That should change the way we look at things, our perspective on what's going on in our lives, the perspective of what's happening around us. When we open God's Word, His Word should change what's going on. And so as we do that, and we open up God's word this morning, I want you to open your heart to receive what he has for you, because I believe, just as Felicia said, that, um, that God wants to speak to us today. For whatever reason, on October 15th of 2017, God wanted me to be here at King's Chapel. I've driven by this church, I've been by this area, and I never knew that there was going to be an opportunity that I'd be standing in the building that I'd have an opportunity to stand on this stage to be able to speak to you. But God brought me here for a reason today. And as Felicia said, I've got an incredible family. Uh, uh, My wife, Dana, we've been married for almost 14 years. Uh, My daughter, Mackenzie, is nine. Uh, My son, Parker, just turned five years old. Uh, They are an incredible group of people. We make up a great family unit that loves Jesus, and we are figuring life out. We are on a journey in our lives right now that I'll be quite honest with you, it really speaks to what I'm gonna talk about today, but it's crazy. I'm just gonna be honest with you. We, uh, I sat at coffee with Pastor Matt on Tuesday morning, because uh, he's going to be leaving, going to be out of town. I'm like, man, I'd love to sit down and talk with him, just hear a little bit more about the church and what's going on. And as I started sharing my story, he's like, it's amazing how similar your story, your journey is to ours. And so we're talking, and it was real funny, he was saying that, you know, for the next three weeks, we're going to have these guest speakers come, and uh, he was talking about the missionary couple that's going to be here, and man, they're doing great things where they're at, and this, this doctor is going to be here next week. He's got the title doctor. I'm like, that means, that's like really important, right? I mean, if you've got doctor on your name, that means you've done something, uh, lots of education, you've spent lots of money to get that title doctor. So that's great. Um, and, then, and then he goes, and then um, I was trying to tell them about you. <laughs> and, and I didn't know what to say. And I, I said, you know, Matt, it's funny. That's the epitome of my life right now, that I don't technically have a title per se, uh, we transitioned out about three uh, months ago from our position at, at the church, and God's kind of taken us on this journey where I don't have a position. I don't have people looking to me. I don't have uh, uh, this recognition of any sort right now, and I, I, I'm kind of wandering around going, who am I? You ever ask that question, what do I want to be when I grow up? Anybody? Anybody still asking that question? Because I am. And it's real funny. uh, If you ask me right now today, Tim, what are you? What do you do? Well, this is what my life looks like right now. I'm self-employed. 
Um, I'm, I remodel. I'm a painter. I'm a trim carpenter. Um, I'm a, a communicator. So I, I, I preach. Uh, I'm a reverend. I, I am an ordained minister. So uh, I've, I've taken, you know, the courses and I've, I've done that. And, um, and I'm, I'm, God's called me to be a ministry coach, um, to coach uh, churches and pastors, to help them along in the process of growing and, and what that, the, you know, the growing pains that you deal with. Um, God's, so I'm not sure that I'm any one thing, but I do know this. The prayer that I've prayed is, God, I want to be where you want me to be. I want to be doing what you want me to be doing. And if I'm there, I'm good. And sometimes that takes you down a path that is uncomfortable. Sometimes that takes you down a, a path that is uncertain, that you don't know what's in front of you. But can I tell you something? That in itself is what I'm talking about today because that's living a life of faith. That's stepping out and saying, God, I don't know what this looks like. I don't know how this is going to unfold. But that's okay because, God, if I'm walking with you I know it's going to be okay. Can we pray and ask that the Lord would speak to us today? Father, I thank you so much for who you are. God, aside from any title that any of us can be given, uh, aside from any recognition of, of anything that, that man may put on us, God, we simply stand before you humbled. God, we stand before you as your children, simply asking that you would speak to us today. God, I pray that it not be my words, but it be your words that are spoken this morning. God, every person that's here today is here for a reason. They're here to hear the specific message that you've put on my heart to speak today. So God, open our ears to hear, open our hearts to be changed today, that we may walk out of here different than what we came in. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, hey, first of all, as I uh, open up God's Word, I just want to say thank you to Pastor Matt and Felicia for allowing us to be here today. Listen, I'm telling you, as we were talking about our stories, um, it's awesome to see that uh, God has given you guys some incredible pastors. And you want to know why I know that? Because anybody that's willing to do what they've done to say, hey, listen, we get that we're going to come in. We're going to have to volunteer a lot of our time. We're going to work full-time jobs over here. But God's called us to pastor, and we want to be used in a mighty way to do that. I have so much respect for that. And it tells me that they love the idea of being used by God more than simply a paycheck that they might get. But it's about what God's called them to, and God's called them to Pastor King's Chapel Church. Can we give it up for Pastor Matt and Felicia? Even though he's not here, we know she's the brains behind the operation. So thank you guys so much for allowing me to be here. And uh, we do pray for Pastor Matt and those that are in Nicaragua that God would bless them and, and lead them in what they're doing there. So if you've got your Bibles, let's open them up to the book of James Open them up to the book of James chapter 2 this morning. Today's uh, message is titled this, Faith in Action. And I'm going to move through this this morning. Um, but I want you to grab a hold of this idea that faith is not something that we just simply say we have, but it's got to be something that is shown in the way we live it out. 
Okay, faith is something you can say all day long, you have faith, but I can't say that I really believe you have faith unless there's some things that show that you have faith. We've got to be able to put faith into action. So let's take a look at what we mean by that. Starting in verse 14, it says this. It says, what good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith, but you don't show it by your actions? Can that kind of faith save anyone? Suppose you see a brother or sister who has no food or clothing, and you say, goodbye and have a good day. Stay warm and eat well, but then you don't give that person any food or clothing. What good does that do for that person? So you see, faith by itself isn't enough. Unless it produces good deeds, it is dead and useless. Now, someone may argue some people have faith, and others have good deeds. But I say, how can you show me your faith if you don't have good deeds? I will show you my faith by my good deeds. Verse 19, you say you have faith for you believe that there is one God. Good for you. I love this. Good for you. Even the demons believe that. Even Satan believes that. So that doesn't really mean a whole lot. How foolish. Can't you see that faith without good deeds is useless? Don't you remember that our ancestor Abraham was shown to be right with God by his actions when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see, his faith and his actions worked together. His actions made his faith complete. And so it happened, just as the scriptures say, Abraham believed God and God counted him as righteous because of his faith. He was even called the friend of God. Rahab the prostitute is also shown as another example. She was shown to be right with God by her actions when she hid those messengers and sent them safely away by a good road. And the last verse is this, just as the body is dead without breath, also so also faith is dead without works. Now, I want to start out by saying this, that doing good deeds does not earn you salvation. So let's just get that out of the way. Salvation is a free gift that God gives us. Okay, that's not something you can earn. You can't work for that. It's not, I wake up today and say, how many good things can I do in order to earn my way into heaven? That's not it. Jesus said that, Simply believe in me. The way through the, to the Father is by believing in me. And so when we believe that Jesus died on the cross for us, we have been given a free gift of eternal life, a free gift of salvation. So that is not something that we can earn. He died on the cross for us. He rose from the dead so that we could have that. Romans 6.23 tells us that, for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. But the Bible does say that without works, without doing good deeds, that our faith is dead. So what does that mean? Or you can say this, that faith without action is dead. So the question is, is what proof do I have that I really have faith in God? What is the proof? Because if I have faith in an almighty God that created everything, he's the creator of the universe, if I have faith in him, then don't we think that our actions should follow that up? Don't we think that we should think differently, act differently, be different than other people? Am I right? 
So that, that to me says that there's some things that have to happen. There's some proof that we need to be able to see. See, my actions should back up what it is that I believe. I need to put, as the saying goes, my money where my mouth is. I need to, I, I, I can't just say it and then not believe it. I can't just say I believe it, but then not do anything that actually shows that I believe it. I'd be talking out of both sides of my mouth at that point. I believe a lot of us in our life that we aren't seeing miracles and seeing great things happen in our life because we're not taking steps of faith. I believe we're not doing things that really are pushing the boundaries of our comfort in our life, that we're not pushing that a little bit more than we're used to. And because we're not stepping out in greater faith, I believe we're not seeing the miracles happen in our life that we hear other people talk about. Have you ever been sitting there listening to a, a missionary that, that's come and they, they've talked and shared about just this incredible story? I remember one missionary couple talked about one time how they, uh, they, they needed to be from point A to point B, and it was about a two-hour drive, and they were leaving, and it, it was already, they were, I believe, leaving about an hour and a half late, and they were like rushing to try to get there, and they're like, God, help us. And I, I kid you not, they said we literally, within five minutes, it was like we were pulling up to where we needed to be and we showed up on time. And I'm just sitting there like, were they transported? Is this Star Trek? Did they say, beam me up, Scotty? And they ended up where they needed to be. I mean, like, that just doesn't make any sense. But what happened was, is they had faith to believe God help us and God provided a way for them to be able to get where they needed to be on time to, to not miss what they were doing those kind of stories really get me excited and say, God, do that for me. God, I want to see that happen. But so often we just go through life not really asking God to do those kind of things because I wonder if we truly have faith in God to do those things. Do we really believe that God can do miracles? Do we truly believe? Do we, is our faith big enough to believe, because the Bible tells us that faith just the size of a mustard seed can move a mountain. So do we truly have faith to believe that God can do these things in our lives that he says that he can? I believe this, is that our faith is what allows the power of God to work in our lives. Now, how many know that just simply believing that God is real is a step of faith? I mean, think about that. Just simply believing, just simply taking that step to, to believe and to say, God, I'm going to accept you into my life. I'm going to follow you. That is, that's the biggest step of faith that you can take starting right there. But how many know that it can't just stop right there? That's just the beginning of the journey. That's just the start of what God wants to do in our lives. If we stop there, we're going to miss out on all that God wants to do for us. And I promise you this, it doesn't matter how old you are in this room, how young, how old, whether you're seasoned in life, what you've experienced, do you know that no matter where you're at in your life right now, God still wants to move in your life? God still wants to use you. God can still use you. 
Do you have faith to believe that God can do that? See, I believe our faith is what allows the power of God to work in our lives. You know, about three months ago, my family and I went through a big transition and, um, you know, we'd been kind of praying about some things and just the way things worked out, we just found that, you know, we were going to be transitioning out of a position that we were in and, and just praying at that moment, we just, we kind of hit this place in our lives where we're like, God, what in the world is next? Because it wasn't that long ago, about two years ago, that God asked us to step down from a really great position uh, in Indiana, working with my best friend of 25 years. It was an incredible time. We were there for about five years, and my family loved it there, and it was really awesome. We felt like God called us to, to step down from that. And for whatever reason, he asked us to move to Springfield, Missouri. We honestly had no idea why. We sold our house God blessed us with that. We moved to Springfield without a job, without a house, without any real direction, honestly, other than simply this, that God asked us to do it. And I don't know about you, but when I was telling people about it, I'm, I'm telling them and I'm thinking to myself, I'm crazy. I mean, honestly, I'm thinking I'm crazy as I'm telling people what I'm doing. And so we moved here, and, you know, it was amazing that just within a span of a few weeks of being here that God just started opening the doors and was taking care of us, and, and, and you know, we ended up moving into our house that we live in now in Nixa that we love, and it's just a great neighborhood, and, and, and we, so God just started doing those things. And so here we are two years later, and God's asking us to transition out, and we're, we're moving out, and so here we are saying, what do we do now? And the one thing we knew is that God was asking us to step away from full-time church ministry as pastors at a church. I'd been doing that for 15 years. That's all my family knows. That's all my kids know. Like my, my kids still, my son, my five-year-old still asks me, dad, can we stay for both services today? So like when we go to church, our church has two services. Like in his brain, he still thinks when we go to church, we're there all day. Like, he just thinks, I, and he loves it. Listen, we were doing three services when I lived in Indiana, and he was eating it up. Like, they, they loved being at church. They're like, can we stay for all three services? And, and so I'm very thankful for that right now. I know that may not be the way it always is, but it's the way it is now. So he's like, Dad, so can we stay for both services? And we're like, buddy, we only have to go to one service today. That's okay. So we're like, like, so they, my, my kids, they just, they're kind of lost as to who we are, what we're doing. And uh, my son just filled out this little paper. Um, we, we had a dad uh, donuts with dad's day at his preschool. And so we go to school and hanging out and he comes home that day and he hands me this paper that his teacher filled out for him. And, and it says on there, what do you, you know, what does your dad do? And, you know, I would think that he would put pastor or, you know, something like that. And he puts painter on there. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that, but, you know, that's just all he knows right now. He's like, what's daddy do right now? He goes and he paints at houses right now. So that's what he says I do. So guess what? That's what I am right now. And uh, so we're going through this season and we are thinking to ourselves, God, what is going on? What... And, and so we step down from this position, and I'm like applying for jobs, okay? So I'm like, all right, if I'm not going to be a pastor at a church, what am I going to be when I grow up? I have no idea. 
Like, I, I, I start applying for jobs and, like, nobody wants to hire me. And I'm like, honey, what is wrong with me? Like, and you get that all, you know, the whole, you're either underqualified or overqualified for things. And, like, you know, so I tried out, you know, I put in a, for this one position, uh, and, and I'm thinking to myself, surely this is it. Like, I had a recommendation from a guy that works there, and everything's looking great, and I go and I take the test and I do all the stuff and then they send an, send an email back to me and say, we're so sorry, but uh, you just don't have the qualifications we're looking for to do this job. And I'm like, this is like an entry level job. What do you mean? Like that just doesn't make any sense to me. And I thought to myself, God, what are you doing to me right now? <laughs> Why is this happening? What is going on in the middle of all of this. And so here we are in this place in our life, and let me just tell you, talk about a step of faith. We thought to ourselves, you know, so at this point, you know, we're, we're starting to get to a point where we're like, okay, I gotta make money. Look, I need money, okay? Let's just be honest. I gotta pay the bills, right? And so I get a job with this guy that just has been incredible for me, but, you know, not making a lot, okay? And I'm just like, God, we're just gonna do this, and we're gonna see what happens um, and so while I'm working with him, I'm still trying to get other jobs. And I'm going to tell you, I finally got an email from this guy, and uh, it was from an insurance company. And uh, listen, I, I, I knew everything that was probably going to be said in this conversation, but curiosity just got the better of me. So I'm going to go check this out. I'm going to go see what this guy has to say to me. And so we're talking, and he said the words that I was waiting for him to say. And he said, hey, just so you know, this is a 100% commission-based job. And I'm like, inside of me, I'm thinking to myself, that is like the opposite of who I am. I don't know about you guys, but I'm the kind of guy that I want to know what my paycheck looks like every two weeks. Like, I want to know what I'm doing tomorrow. I want to know, I would need everything laid out I, that makes me feel comfortable, that makes me feel good. I know what's coming. I don't like surprises. Like, let's, you know, I want it all laid out. And the idea of being 100% commission based is that idea of you just got to go out and work and hope that you get paid, right? Now, a lot of people are really good at that. I'm not, okay? <laughs> let's just be honest. I'm not. That is not me. It is like the opposite of my personality. But I remember walking out of there not freaked out about that idea, but instead, this is what God spoke to me in that moment. He said, Tim, if you had an opportunity to work where you are 100% commission-based, what would you do? And God spoke to me and said that I needed to do what I have been called to do and what I love to do. And so it was at that moment that God helped uh, start working me through this process of developing a new ministry um, it's nothing new, but for me, for us, for our family. And we launched Tim McConville Ministries. And I get, I'm like, God, this is so self-serving. Like, I don't understand why this is ridiculous. Why am I doing this? It was the hardest process that I've ever been through in the sense that I'm taking this step of faith saying, God, what do you want me to do? And he said this, I want you to communicate my word that I want people to hear. And I want you to come alongside pastors and leaders and help coach them and help them grow in what it is that I've called them to do. Now, I'm like, this is ridiculous because who wants me to come in and tell them how they need to do things? 
like, I, I don't have a qualification for that. I'm just, you know, I'm thinking to myself, I don't see this happening. And I'm thinking to myself, I've got to pay the bills today. That may be good, like, down the road, but I've got to do the, do the deal now. And God started working in me and saying, listen, if you'll believe and trust in me and put your faith in me, I will take care of you. And can I tell you that in the last three months, my family has seen more miracles happen financially that I just couldn't even begin to explain to you. Like I'm talking several thousands of dollars that have come into our hands from just different people at random moments. I come home on a Saturday after going to work for a little bit and I walk in the door and my wife's on FaceTime with my mom and um, and she's like, hands me this envelope. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I like, I open the envelope up and there's just like a pile of cash in this envelope. And I'm like, okay. And she's still talking to my mom. I'm like, can we have a conversation here? I don't understand what's going on. Okay, so finally she puts, puts the phone down and, and, and I'm like, what, so what's, what's going on? She's like, um, she's like, a couple of teenagers came to the front door and knocked on the door and said, hey, um, are you Dana? And she's like, yeah. Tim and Dana, yeah. They're like, this is for you. And hand her this envelope. And she's like, okay. So like, she didn't know what was in it. But she's like, okay, thanks, appreciate it. And so she's like, she turns around and walks away and thanks, appreciate it. And they leave and go. And then she goes and opens the envelope and there's $434 in cash just in there. And the only thing they said to her was this, is this is from your community. What does that mean? Like she tells me that. And I'm like, who's the community? Who did this? Like, I want to know. I can't handle the unknown. Like, this is driving me, like, to this day, it still drives me crazy if I think about it because I want to know who gave it to us so that I can thank them. But listen, here's the deal. When you step out in faith, miracles begin to happen. Why? Because God doesn't want you living life like it's been all up to you and like you've been able to do everything. God wants us to go through life going, man, look at what God has done in my life. Look at what God's doing right now. And can I tell you that today, there's some of you, I've been praying and asking, God, what is it that you're wanting to speak to this group today? What is it that you want to speak? I believe that there's some of you in here today that God's been speaking you to do something. One thing that I, that I was thinking as I was up in, in, uh, during worship today was I felt like God was saying that, that, that there's somebody in here, God's been nudging on you to have a conversation with somebody. And that it's going to be a really difficult conversation. And I know how this goes. We have this idea when, when God wants us to talk to somebody and it's going to be a hard conversation, we usually avoid it like the plague because we just make up in our mind how we think that conversation's going to go. Am I right? Like, we, we are making up, like, it's going to be the worst thing ever. And God wants you to know today that if you just trust in him and step out in faith and have the conversation, that it's not going to be as bad as you think it was. But instead, God wants to actually move and work through that conversation in a way that's going to impact that person's life in a great way. I don't know who that's for in here, but I'm telling you right now, if God's been speaking to you about a conversation 
you need to have the conversation because he wants to do a miracle through that conversation. Amen? I posted this on Facebook a couple weeks ago, and I love this quote by Craig Rochelle. He says this, he says, your greatest need becomes a blessing when it drives you to depend on God. Your greatest need, the thing that, the thing that you just think, this is so big, it's bigger than me, I can't do this, it's impossible. What do we do in our greatest times of need? We, we go to God. What do we do when, we, when everything's fine? We usually spend less time with God, right? Because everything's fine. But God's saying this, listen, if you will simply depend on me, I'm going to do things in your life that you can't do on your own. I don't know about you, but that's the kind of life that I want to live, is that I'm not living it based on what I can do, because based on my applications and trying to get a job, apparently I can't do a whole lot, okay? (laughs) But by the grace of God, God has given me exactly what I need to do what he's called me to do and to be what he wants me to be. That is exactly where I want to live. That's where I want to be. Our dependence on God is the key to all of Christianity. If you say, God, I believe in you, but then you don't live in a way that shows that faith that you have in him, are you really a Christian? If you say, God, I believe in you, but listen, I'm comfortable right here. I'm going to stay in my comfort zone. And this relationship's good. As long as you don't try to make me uncomfortable and have a conversation I don't want to have, or <laughs> you like that? Uh, you know, God, I'm good. We're good as long as you let me stay here. And God's saying, if you want to stay here, that's fine but don't expect that a lot of great things are going to happen. But if you will get out of this box that you are putting God in and that you're allowing yourself to stay in, God wants to work miracles in your life. I want to look at the first verse in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, says this. Faith is the confidence. Hear that word, confidence. Faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about things that we cannot see. What are you hoping for today? What is it in your life that you've been praying about? Is it a son or daughter maybe that's not living for the Lord? Is it a job that you've been been looking at? Is it a promotion you've been praying about? Is it a friend or a loved one that you've been praying for? Is it a healing that you've been praying for? I don't know what it is. What is it, though, that you have been hoping for? And let me ask you, do you have the confidence that God can come through for you? Do you have that confidence? Because this tells me that faith is the confidence that when I have true faith in God, that that is the confidence of which we hope for that we believe it's actually going to happen. So there's a big difference between those guys that walked up to the walls of Jericho and Joshua leads them and God says, all right, Joshua, I want you to walk around these walls and you're not going to do anything but just walk around these walls. 
And I don't know about you, but it, if, you're, if you're that guy that doesn't have a lot of faith, you're walking around talking to the guy next to you going, what the heck are we doing? Like, like, like he's telling us just to walk around these walls. What are we doing? The guys on the wall are like laughing at us right now because we're just walking around these walls looking crazy. Like that just doesn't make any sense. And then on the last day, you want us to walk around the wall seven times and we're just gonna start screaming and, and what? Like, if you're a person of little faith, you're walking around complaining about what you're doing. But when you're a person that's full of faith, that's full of confidence in the things that you're hoping for and believing that what you're actually putting your faith in is actually going to happen, then you're walking around those walls with confidence going, God, I don't know what, what, what we're doing right now, but God, if this is what you want me to do, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna walk to the best of my ability around this wall right now. And God's asking some of us to walk around some walls today and you're either one of two people. You're either that person that doesn't really have a lot of faith and you're walking around that wall grumbling about it, complaining about it. This is so hard. This is so difficult. God, why would you call us to come pastor a church? They can't pay us. Why would you call us to do that? God, why would you call me to go be self-employed and have to take care of myself and my family and, and just simply trust in you? God, why would you? We can complain about it all day long or we can walk around those walls saying, God, I believe that you are God, my provider. You're Jehovah Jireh. God, I believe that you are bigger than any situation that I can be going through. God, I believe that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. God, I believe that you are more powerful. God, that you are stronger, that you are greater than anything that I can come up against in my life. Do you see the difference in the posture of a person of faith with confidence? God's asking us today, do you truly have confidence that what I said I was going to do, that I'm going to do it. Because if that is the case, then our life should mimic that. There should be some things in our life that prove that. And I want to close with this today. There's some of us in here this morning that... You've lived, whether it be a year of your life as a Christian or you've lived most of your life as a Christian, and it's been, it's been a life that's been okay and you've just kind of, you've lived life and you're figuring things out, but you've wanted inside, you've wanted to really live out a God-ordained Christian life, meaning this, that you would be able to share the stories with people about the great things that God's doing in your life. Or maybe God once was that for you, but maybe he's not right now. I don't know about you, but I go through seasons. <laughs> that there's some seasons I go through that my faith is just so strong, and I'm like, God, here we go. Let's do it. God, this is awesome. I have no idea how we're getting paid this week, but you're going to do it. <laughs> God, I have no idea what I'm doing next, but God, I'm right there wherever you want me to be. And then I go through seasons where I say, God, why are you doing this to me? There's days that I'm sitting in a house by myself. 
I'm just being real vulnerable with you guys. Just, I hope you can handle that. So there's days when I'm sitting in a, in a house, and it's just me. I'm by myself, and I'm painting walls, okay? And I'm thinking to myself, God, how in the name of sense am I changing the world? Painting a house by myself with nobody around. And God says, it's not the world that I'm dealing with right now. It's you. It's you. And so often we get out ahead of God and we're trying to do things on our own and man, this is really great. So I, this must be what I'm supposed to be doing, but you're doing it on your own. And God's saying, I'm working on you right now. I'm like, God, would you show me what you're working on me with so I can fix this? Let's make this better and let's move on, okay? Like that's how, listen, that's how most of us are. Like God, show me what it is. I promise I'll fix it. Let's get moving. Let's go to the next thing. But how many know we can't rush God's work in our life? So often we forget Jesus spent 30 years of his life preparing before he went into full-time ministry. Like so often we forget like the disciples, they didn't like go out and like start doing incredible great things. Like it was like three years of walking with Jesus and Jesus saying, what's wrong with you people? (laughs) Like, Like Jesus is thinking, do you guys not have it figured out yet? Like there's a time of preparation for every season that God's going to take you into. And there's a lot of us in here today that God is doing a work inside of us because he's preparing you for that next season. And that season you're in right now might be a huge step of faith because it may be a lot of unknowns. But if you will trust, what, what did we say? Our greatest need becomes our greatest blessing because it causes us to depend on God. And God's saying today, are you truly depending on me? Are you truly depending on me? Because a true step of faith is that, depending on him no matter what the circumstances are around us. Let's take a moment and pray. Father God, this morning, I, I don't know exactly who it is that you're talking to. God, I hope it's all of us. I, I believe all of us can be challenged by your word today. But God, I believe there's some in here today, God, that you're speaking directly to. God, that this is, God, this is speaking right into their heart right now. God, whatever it is that you're speaking to them, God, I pray that they would not allow fear They would not allow past disappointments, past hurts to dictate the step of faith you've called them to go into. But God, today I pray that they would walk out of here with a confidence. God, that they would have a confidence that their faith in you, God, is is all they need. God, when they step out in faith, they are going to see you move and work and do things that they could have never done on their own. God, my family, we've seen that in our lives, how you've answered so many prayers. God, how you've gone before us. Have you done so many things? 
So today, if there's anybody in here, I don't want to miss this opportunity. If there's anybody in here today that would say, you know what, Tim, I, I haven't even taken that first step of faith of putting my trust in Jesus, of having that relationship with him. If you're here today and you're like, listen, I, I've, I've strayed from him. I've walked away from him. I've not been living the way I should. And you know you need to give your heart to the Lord and you need to make things right with him. If that's you, would you just slip your hand up quick? Because I want to pray with you this morning. I don't know if there's anybody in here in that position, but man, I don't want anybody to leave without being right with him today. Is there anybody that would like me to pray with them? If not, then I'm going to ask this. If there's anybody in here today, and I'm going to pray with you, and we're going to get release here in just a moment, but is there anybody in here today that would say, Tim, listen, I, I'm going through some things. What you're talking about is speaking to me today. And I've been lacking in my faith. I've been lacking in how much faith I have in God to believe that he can actually move in my situation. But today, I want to have full confidence that God is on my side, that God is with me. And if God is with me, then who can be against me? If that's you today, say, Tim, please pray for me this morning because I want God to go before me and I want to see him do miracles in my life. If that's you, would you just raise your hand right now? Man, several hands are up. Is there anybody else? I want to pray for you. Let's all stand up today. Let's all stand up today. Listen, can we do that right now? If you raised your hand, would you just raise both of your hands right now? I want us to just surrender before the Lord today and say, God, we need you. Come on, can you just begin to pray and ask God right now? I can't do it for you. I can't, I can't instill faith in you. But today I believe that God's presence is here and God's presence is changing you and he is encouraging you right now and he's speaking hope into you right now and hope into that situation. So God, right now, hands raised, we're surrendering ourselves to you. God saying, God, go before me right now. God, I can't do this on my own. God, I can't have that conversation. I can't move out and step out in faith without you going before me. God, I need you right now. Father, I need your help. God, I need you to strengthen me. I need you to give me the words to speak. God, I need you today. God, I surrender to you right now. Because God, without you, I can't do this. But God, through you, I can do all things. As Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Jesus Christ who strengthens me. And God, we are relying on your strength. We're relying on you today to go before us and do what only you can do. So God, today as we walk out of this room, God, I pray and ask that heads would be lifted high today. God, not in an egotistical, boastful way, but God, in a confident way that the God that's on my side is the creator of the universe. It's the one that created me, molded me, and shaped me to be who I am today and has called me to do great and mighty works. That God is on my side. 
just like those walls of Jericho fell on the seventh day after the seventh time of walking around those walls, what did the Israelites do? They begin to shout. They begin to praise. They begin to worship. They begin to thank God for the victory. They begin to thank God for who he was. Can we do that right now? God, we thank you for who you are. God, we thank you that you are, are mighty. God, we thank you that you are greater than anything that we can go through. God, we build our faith right now as the body of Christ to say, God, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. God, that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. God, I pray right now that our faith would be, would be risen right now. And Father God, we give you the praise, we give you the honor, we give you the glory today, God, because you are good. God, your word does not return void. God, that you're going to go before us, and God, you're going to lead us. God, I thank you for that today. God, we have so much to be thankful for, so much to be grateful for. And God, we just commit it to you today. God, as King's Chapel on this day, October 15, 2017, may this be a day that is marked in the history books of our lives. God, where our faith was strengthened. God, where our faith was renewed. God, that we were truly able to believe. God, not only did we put our faith in you, but God, we put our faith into action. God, we did our part and we stepped out and we did what you called us to do. We thank you for it in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.